Welcome to the People's Choice Award podcast, brought to you in partnership with Tier One People and FinTech Australia. The Finneys, Australia's largest and most prestigious FinTech awards are fast approaching, and we want you to be part of it. Sponsored by the Victorian government and major partners Bogus and SwiftX, the Finneys are a chance to celebrate the amazing people, incredible innovations, and remarkable resilience that the fintech industry is known for and built upon. Fintech Organization of the Year Award is sponsored by Bogus. Thank you, Vocus, for your support in making the Finneys a reality. We look forward to seeing everyone on the 9th of June in Melbourne. And don't forget to make your vote in the People's Choice Awards. We're joined by Christian Westland-Wigstrom of Manuva and their finalists in FinTech Organization of the Year. Christian, welcome to the show. Thanks, Dexter. Sir, so you're an old hand at this now. This must be your third time. Um, we've done a podcast together. I know. I, I don't know what I should say. It feels like more or less. I mean, it's, it still has the novelty thrill to it. Awesome. Well, we're, we're going to be talking about Maneuver today. And I think, you know, the outstanding work that you've done over this last 12 months, you and the team. Um, but before we go into that, could you tell our listeners a little bit about Maneuver, who you are and what you do? Yeah, of course. Um, Manuva is a payments automation business. We're based in Sydney um, and we service businesses in Australia uh, with um, ways of receiving, managing and paying funds uh, all done through APIs. Uh, we've had a very, very heavy focus on doing stuff uh, real time. So becoming an identified institution with the MTP was really important to us. And I think we were, uh, it's not... I think, I think we were number two or something that was not a bank and, and sort of and, and bought that payments provider. Um, and uh, we are right now working on the pay to transactions, which I'm sure we'll talk about later. You know, the old mandated payment service has changed the name. Um, and it's, uh, it's a fascinating space to be in. The payments, as I'm sure most would agree at this point, are tremendously boring from the outside. But as soon as you come into it, it has so many touch points. And, and what's exciting about you know, working with something like that is that it really uh, it can impact in so many different ways our our everyday experiences and and um, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to make it super super easy for for businesses to manage complex flows. Cool. So, who typically would your your customers be? Our clients are all um, technology driven platforms of one form or another. Just a kind of. The people behind our clients, our, the people who are leading those businesses are, are people who probably wake up in the morning and they're annoyed that they can't automate how they're having their flakes. Uh, these are people who are tech first, automate first, and let people do stuff that only people can do. Um, and so amongst those clients, uh, you find some really, as you can imagine, cool and pioneering names. Um, formerly TransferWise, now Wise, uh, is, is one of our many uh, favorite clients. Um, we're also working with the local uh, homegrown success stories, Jacaranda Finance, and um, uh, there's, uh, I mean, I can I can think of a number of them. DiviPay is, of course, another one, uh, which is a corporate expense management app. Um, we also have a number of other companies in, for instance, the 
in digital um, currency exchanges and uh, um, we're working with Neom, um, so Instarem, uh, and a few others. So what, what they all have in common is that at heart, they have very, very large flows of transactions yeah. that need to be managed very quickly and securely and being sort of real time in the way that they could otherwise um, be serviced is not really enough. Getting real time into your banking portal isn't really the full the full service in, in real time into your your ERP into your system. You need to know in real time when you get something in real time. Otherwise, it might as well not be. Uh, and then when you get it there, you need to be able to reconcile immediately. Otherwise, again, if it takes you 15 minutes to find out what this real time transaction was for, then again, it might as well just be a batch transaction. Um, but what's what's exciting about all of them is that they're all pushing the envelope in lots of different types of industries. So we're not servicing a particular industry. Um, sort of exclusively by any stretch of imagination, the problem of payments being complicated is, is not is not unique to any one line of business. It's something that you find everywhere as soon as you get to a certain scale and certain ambition. Fantastic. So what, what, were, the, what were the origins of Manuva? So Manuva is a, um, a fully owned um, group member of uh, Monetech Group. Uh, Monetech Group was founded in 2003 by a man called Hugh Evans, who's still managing director of the group. Um, Monetech is primarily and historically was exclusively a, a business lending company uh, that over time also added a foreign exchange arm to it. That's still happening. Uh, Monetech exists under its own brand, doing exactly that, servicing uh, businesses in Australia with trade and data finance and foreign exchange solutions. Um, Manuva came out um, as a sort of offshoot of this, uh, where it was realized that if I'm, if I'm sending money, if I'm paying one party uh, using my funds on behalf of a third party, well, then I'm lending someone money. If I'm paying one party with the third party's money, then I'm just all facilitating a transaction. And so there was a sense that lending and paying are deeply intertwined and, and mm. very closely connected. Um, and in 2016, um, funds were raised where at least part of the reason for for going out to the market was that this idea of a payments company um, had reached a slightly sort of more um, concrete form. And we wanted to build something that could stand on its own feet and have its own um, proper team and, and ambition behind it. That was the very early days of, of what was at that point called Montech Payments. That was in January or December 16, January 17. Um, and that's when I joined. I, I sort of brought on to build this payments company within Montech Group. Uh, about two and a half years later, uh, so by August 19, we had decided that the brand Montech Payments um, was something that we wanted to um Evolve, and we we changed our training name into Maneuver. Um, Remember so, that well. It was uh, Intersect twenty nineteen. Correct, and that I mean that was a good party. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember. Yeah, drinks. Yeah, uh, yeah. Exactly. I mean, all of Intersect was a great party, but the party at the end of Intersect was also a great party. Um, but yeah, that, exactly. That was that was sort of our coming out event um, Intersect nineteen, and obviously that's at, at the point that we are. Recording this, that's still the most recent intersect, and we can't can't wait to get to the next one uh, in, in a few weeks here. And um, 
Yes, yeah, so we, what we had understood was that our client base was quite distinct from that of um, our sister companies in Monetech. And the business that we had spent two and a half years building was catering to a slightly just different group of, of people and companies. And we wanted to be very, very clear what we're doing. Um, but under the Maneuver banner, which is, you know, very much feels like its own, we, we've come a long way in the last, whatever it is now, maybe 20 months or something, uh, since August 19 have been momentous for us. And the last 12 months in particular have really seen a lot of change. Um, most of it really very exciting. Um, I was uh, at, at the Maneuver drinks, uh, what, six weeks back, I think. And yeah, it was kind of really quite mind blowing to see the types of businesses that you're supporting, how diverse they are, but how they're at the cutting edge of innovation as well. So w- what's the role that Maneuver has been playing in kind of bringing along the, you know, the ecosystem and, and, and driving innovation and supporting, you know, some of these very, you know, very, very fresh, very new businesses and, and actually becoming real businesses. For us, the, the problem that we're solving again, that payments are complicated um, and frankly, not generally the, the, the sole reason or, or even a reason at all why people come to work um, has meant that we have a very natural affinity to fellow fintechers uh, and uh, We've been servicing a lot of our of, of our own community members, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason for that is that while a lot of us obviously have payments somewhere in our system, it's part of either just selling a service or maybe we're building some really cool new remittance platform or, as I said, digital currency or um, wealth management or personal lending. Like all of these things are core markers of of the success stories of the Australian fintech community. Very few of these businesses are actually in the business of payments. Payments is something that happens. It has to be something that works in the background, something that you can outsource to someone else. Um, just like, as I always keep on saying, you're not building your own office furniture. You're not, I don't know, building your own email server. You, you get others to do those things so that you can get on with the things that you actually care about. Um, and that, that has been the role that we're playing. We're back-end payments solutions provider to a large number of fintechs and um among the people that you will have met at our at our fun party in Barangaroo a few weeks ago, um, are really some cutting edge um, thinkers who who have great ideas for how they can make an impact um, in their particular customer segments. And where we come in is in one of two ways: either it is helping them deliver helping them deliver an even better product by making the payment something that is just super smooth. Um, and so, in that sense, it's quite client as a customer facing it, their customers don't necessarily know it's us uh, in fact very rarely do they know that we are part of, of the story um, but it just makes our clients product um, more seamless yeah and, and another way that it can work is um, that we are supporting treasury management teams behind the scenes that's generally for a slightly larger group of companies though where what we're doing is helping them internally in a way that you know uh, smooth and, and, and real time uh, I, I should say that this all this growth has not come um, without challenges, and, and some other people that might be listening to this in, in a few weeks' time will uh, will remember, um, you know, every once in a while where there have been some particularly challenging days where our, our volume has gone up so much. We're about eighteen times bigger now than we were this time last year. Um, what and in we terms had of some, volume? 
in terms of volume and, and revenue. And so if you're growing 18x on a like monthly numbers, then I mean, what we had some pretty... Pick, what made you, made you pick 18x instead of 10x, Christine? <laughs> well, it was 18. It is 18. <laughs> uh, and, and look, we... We we set out to that, have that's, that's the best question I've ever asked on this podcast, <laughs> and I don't even have a good answer. How very disappointing! <laughs> I, I wish I had a brilliant comeback, uh, but, but I, mean, I just what, think it was such a brilliant question, right? Is how how could you come back from that? <laughs> I, I am just baffled, and and I'm thinking if ever we get nominated again for the fintech award, for the Finney's awards. And uh, obviously, I, I need to have an answer to that one. So please ask me again. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> anyway, I mean, it just means we, we had some rather bullshit ambitions for this year. I think we were looking at 5x or something. Um, but when you, when it's then quite a bit more than that, it is, is there's been a lot of load on our systems and processes, and we're, we're working through it all um, at, at quite some speed. And, and I think in the same way that I feel that we have been playing an important role in making particularly real-time payments accessible and useful um, to a wider fintech community in Australia, um, the fintech community has absolutely been incredibly supportive of us too. And it's something that I really want to make sure that um, that I state. Um, the, we are getting our best feedback, whether it's the worst or the best um, or the most critical or the most lauding one. We're getting that from our fintech clients um, who are often themselves developers, people who are building stuff, who are, who are facing issues when sometimes they are scaling very quickly. Um, so we we feel it's, it's a very close and natural and obvious relationship um, between us and our clients. Again, we're often in a similar type of stage um, as them. So it's, working with our fellow fintechers has, has really been an absolute pleasure and uh, it, it's, it's fun. It, I couldn't be in a better community. Now I want to kind of expand on that because we we talked about the drinks and I think one of the you know the, the things that I, I really love about catching up at, at Maneuver Drinks is just how nice the people are that work at Maneuver. I mean they just you know stand up, the you know nicest, you know good fun, great conversationalists. Um, you know it was just it was great to be at those drinks the other night. What have you done? You know, and I think that's a reflection, you know, on, on your leadership and that your ability to bring great people into the business, Christian. But what did, what would you say? You know, the things that you focused on to be able to bring in that caliber of talent and just a really good bunch of people. I wish I could say it was all incredibly engineered and and targeted. Um, I, I think there is probably a little bit more intuition. Um, than one ultimately can scale with. Um, but what has been absolutely critical for me in building the team that is now Maneuver um, has been obviously the usual stuff, attitude, willingness, and ability, of course, to learn. Um, having people with you that you feel are going to support you when things are difficult as much as when things are going really, really well. Um, but, but I think maybe the one characteristic that I keep coming back to, and uh, it will sound you know, crystals, kumbaya, but I really value empathy. Um, it's not the only thing you need, of course not. Someone who's extremely empathetic but absolutely clueless might still not want to be, might still not be someone you want to hire. But if you get someone who has all these other things and they're empathetic, then I think you've come an extremely long way. And, and chances are you've found a, 
you know, perfect fit. Um, so by empathy here, I mean someone who instinctively thinks about what the person you're dealing with on the other side um, are, you know, could be expecting or should be expecting. And again, if you were them, what would you want? Um, and, that, and in every type of context, whether that is dealing with our clients or with our banking partners, whether it is dealing with someone internal, you know, a, a peer, colleague up or a colleague down, whatever it may be, it's, I think that has really been really important. And, and, and empathy, I think, can only really grow in an environment where people are very honest. And so we, we try, and obviously sometimes we fail, um, both with ourselves and with others, but we really do try to be very, very straightforward about what we are doing, when people can expect something, um, what we're doing about the problem as much as what we're doing about the next really exciting feature. Um, and always thinking, well, if I were them, if we were them, whoever they are here, um, said anything from a from a regulator to a client, um, what would we think of as a you know a really exciting, precise answer? Um, and if you get a group of people who find it easy to relate to other people, then generally, absolutely, absolutely. Now we've you've also seen this eighteen x growth and a period where. Um, most of your team will have been working remotely. How, you know, what have you had to adjust in order to um, deliver that kind of outcome? Because um, an 18x growth, you know, in revenue and in, in customers also would equate, I would assume, to a fairly significant uplift in output from all of your people as well. Yes, absolutely. And, and I think... Um, it really mattered that the team was all but complete in a temporary sense uh, when we went into lockdown. So we, we went on a quite a hiring spree early 2020, not knowing, of course, that we were about to go into lockdown. Um, and I think we, we doubled the team or something between essentially last intersect and the lockdown. So in those four or five months, whatever that was. Uh, and we filled lots of new types of roles. So functions within the team that we didn't, previously have we, we weren't i guess really needing at that point um we, we managed to find some excellent people many of whom are people that you still see around and you're who are with us and and building what is to, today maneuver um and so having had actually the physical experience together for at least a few days i think the last person to join us pre-covid joined us five six days before <laughs> lockdown happened um i think that was really important to start with because then we were truly never with each other um, in person for three and a bit months. So by June or something, we started seeing each other again, um, very tentatively to start with, actually mostly on like a two-on-one on, so on type basis. If we could travel to each other's parts of town here in Sydney and, and have lunch together, you know, probably talk work, but at least um, get the social interaction going. Um, but then we, we sort of phased out of working from home, but not actually in a um, not in an intentional directed way it was more that we maybe because we do like spending time with each other we we sort of started feeling it was really cool in the beginning to work from home and obviously the novelty factor was actually bigger than i thought i to be honest i thought i would hate to work from home and within a few days i was quite comfortable working from home um, but then that, again, they wore off. And by the time we got to August or so, I'd say most people were in the office at least once a week um, without being told you have to or anything. And then by September, we were definitely more than once a week. Most people I, at that point was probably in most days, I think. 
Um, and by now, we're still a mixed setup. People can work from home. Um, people can work from here. Um, I think what happened, and to, to maybe answer your question more specifically, how do you how do you grow like that if you're working remotely? Uh, we we had to innovate in the way that everyone had to when lockdown happened in terms of how do we create hallmarks in a day to at least mark when the day starts and when the day ends and to just go to the basics. How do we make sure that um, conversations that would happen naturally and intuitively in an office are at least mimicked um, when we're working remotely? Um, but I, I think the thing that was really important to us was the fact that we had some really good people to start with. Uh, we didn't really have to hire that much during lockdown. We started hiring again as soon as we came out of it. Um, and the fact that we really want to do this it's it's work of course it is and you know there are lots of things that work bring about that maybe we don't long for every day but it's way more than that this is something that we love doing um and i i, I feel i can speak for everyone in the team that it's really exciting to be part of this kind of story uh, it's the kind of thing where part of actually i should say empathy is one thing another thing that i'm looking for when people are joining is do they have at least an ounce of a sentiment which is that one day i want to tell my grandchildren about the fact that i was at maneuver when it all began mm. if you don't have if you don't have that at all i don't mean that it has to be the you know, it don't have to be vaccinerical the first day you don't have to be totally evangelized uh in your in your interview process but if you if i can't see that this will matter to you at least at some level that probably again you're it might not be quite the right fit yeah so when, when you look back over this last 12 months, what would you say you're, you're most proud of that you and the team have achieved together at Manuva? I'm most proud of, I mean, me personally, I, I'm most proud of what the team has done. Uh, the fact that we have come through this year, which certainly started with a lot of uncertainty and people were wondering, you know, what businesses are still going to be standing, which are not, are we ever going to be shaking hands with anyone again. And it's kind of easy to forget that that's actually only 12 months ago. Um, but that we stuck together and we kept working together, trying to find out ways to solve problems that didn't go away just because we were all in lockdown. I mean, the, the problems that we were solving in terms of payment flows being complicated and slow and cumbersome and all the rest of it, that, that didn't disappear. If anything, COVID showed that having a digital presence is sometimes the difference between staying alive and, and not staying alive. Um, and so there was an enormous surge in digital payments overall, uh, which meant that behind the scenes, someone like us became even more relevant. Um, so understanding that here was a big role for us to play and that the markets, if anything, needed us maybe even more than, than, than we had initially thought, that was important. We're also very, very proud of bringing on some of the exciting clients that have come on. And uh, I'm not entirely free to, to name them all, but there have been some really exciting pioneering businesses i mean i mentioned some of them earlier of course like instagram for instance is someone who came on in the last 12 months um, banjo and jacaranda are other ones um these are all businesses that we are very very proud to be serving and who are doing some very exciting things in their own different fields and being part of that and being trusted um to be a partner in their story that that is something that we i mean that's sort of the reason we're here cool well and finally um, this is the People's Choice Award. So if people are listening, why should they um, vote for Manuva? You should vote for Manuva because of our sincere belonging with the fintech community and our ability to service 
that community with the kind of payment rails that they need. You should also vote for us because when things don't go exactly as we we want uh, or as our clients want, um, we were there with our clients. We we never ever for one second don't take responsibility. We we are working hand in hand um, and creating real partnerships. And the kind of people who are voting, also the kind of people that we generally work with. Um, and um, we think that there is a lot more to come in the fintech space. Uh, we can, we're going to be playing a large role in that. Again, the pay to transactions are coming. That's going to be super exciting. I think that's going to mean another revolution in payments, at least as big as the, the real time one. Um, and we have a role to play there that together with our fintech community members, uh, it's going to, I think, really change what an everyday in Australia is going to look like. Well, Christian, we wish you and the team at Manuva all the best in the awards and all the other categories that you're in. Um, congrats on a fantastic achievement in the last 12 months, regardless of the outcome of the awards. I think it's just testament to you and the team um, what you've achieved this year. Well done. Thank you very much, Dexter. And, and thank you. I mean, you have achieved quite a few things yourself, but we'll talk about that some other time. FinTech Organization of the Year Award is sponsored by Vocus. Thank you, Vocus, for your support in making the Finneys a reality. We look forward to seeing everyone on the 9th of June in Melbourne. And don't forget to make your vote in the People's Choice Awards.